Shut up and sit down. What is going on, everybody? What is going on? Welcome to this week's episode, episode 83 of the STS Guys. I am Jeremy. Hey, hey, it's Larry. Hey, guys, it's Nate. Scott's out sick. <laughs> Scott's out sick. Scott's out sick. I got to find that recording. We got to find that audio. Yeah, we just play it one time. We said that the other time, right? I don't remember if Scott was out sick or if we were just talking about it, but yes, we need to find that again. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, there's there's a mythical recording out there of <laughs> of of someone who basically a uh, uh, STS guy super fan who who wanted to basically make some intro music for us, and he was very detailed in his intro music, <laughs> just because the episode that he listened for inspiration, Scott happened to be out sick that week. And he incorporated Scott's Out Sick into the song. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a pretty epic song. It's a pretty great song. I was really impressed that he threw that together. If you can find it, throw it on the end of the audio version of the podcast. Yeah. So yeah, okay, I'll do that. So we'll, I'll, give a, I'll yeah. give a bonus to our audio listeners yeah. uh, out there in Spotify, Podcoin, uh, iTunes, Google Play, and all the million other audio sources. Audio listeners will get a bonus this week. Like I said, I said I will find that audio clip, play it at the end of the at the end of the podcast. So enjoy the rendition of the original STS guys intro music. I'm gonna replay the episode just so I can hear that. <laughs> me, me too, because I haven't heard it in forever. It's like we're talking time. about this, it was it was one of the it was a single digit episode. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. right. It was it was early, early, early in, in this. Well, it had to be at least yeah. double because it was after eleven. Oh, after was it okay? Then maybe it's yeah. like eleven. Maybe it was like twelve. Then yeah, you're probably right. It was like thirteen, twelve. Yeah, it was it was early. Yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely under twenty. I, I I know that for a fact. I know it's under twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right. I said it's 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 an early it's an early episode. Um, <laughs> but like I said I, I I will tack that on just because like I said the world needs to hear this. I like it. Um, I have, and it's been a week story. It's been Ooh. a week. Okay, let's it. It's been a week. Let's uh, let, let's hear it. Let's hear that. Let's hear that. All right. So I, I need your opinion on something, right? So no no spoilers, but I went and saw Detective Pikachu this morning. Ooh. Um, I, I went to a, I went to, we went to a new theater. It's a, you know, assigned seats, the the nice recliners, and all that stuff. Uh, but the guy sitting next to me, a middle-aged guy, right? Like, I don't know, mid-20s at least. I guess that's not middle-aged. But like mid-20s uh, with a girlfriend. It's the kind of guy that you're surprised has a girlfriend. is going to see the Detective <laughs> Pikachu movie wearing a Pikachu shirt uh, on a Saturday at 9.40 a.m. So that's the kind of guy we're talking about, you're right? you a good visual here. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so he sets, he, sit, he comes to the theater, sits down, kicks back. Uh, and immediately takes off his shoes. Bright white, thick socks, right, right there in my face. Um, I was there an odor? Pin- Not really, because it was early still. Okay. Like it was, it was okay. okay. Um, so I want your guys' opinion. Is it okay to take off your shoes at the movie theater? You know, now that you got the nice, you got the nice seats, right? It's, you're like making yourself at home. Is it okay to do this? I'm gonna say no. Is it still a public place? I, I don't know. Nobody wants, and that's the thing, the smell. If it was later in the day, there may be some funk coming from those shoes. Yeah. You don't want to expose everybody else to that. I'm going to say no as well, just because it's just so weird. <laughs> like, yeah. like, Plus, you're putting a lot of trust in other people to be going around barefoot or with your socks on in a public place. I don't trust anybody. Yeah, that too. Right. It's kind of gross. But yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. I'm like, this dude, like, instantly sat down and made himself comfortable. I'm like, well, dude, put your shoes on, man. And, and I get, I said, and I get that they're the theater experience now. They're, 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 they're trying to, you know, bring the comforts of home into the theater. You have your recliner. You can, you know, you can now get beers in the theater. Yeah. I said, you can have like, your, said, food. your food. Your food to you. Yeah. Your food brought to you. I said, I said, they're, they're making it a, a like, hey, you know what? 
come to the theater. I said, it's just like home, but not. Yeah. Um, so, but at the same point in time, you're not at home. Is it? No. You're at a movie theater. And you're like inches away from a stranger. No, it's like, like a, so, man. so speak, so talking about like to people like getting comfortable and stuff like that. Cause I also see this quite a bit too, um, where people will bring in like blankets and pillows. Yeah. Um, I've seen that too. Into the movies, I'm like they sell blankets at this at the theater we went to today. They actually sell blankets. It's weird. That's weird. I don't know. Like to to me, like I said, it's just super weird. It's it's super weird. Plus, that makes me want to like pass out. You know, if I had a pillow and a blanket, I'm gonna be like sleeping. You know, I don't want to sleep. I want to be alert. I want to be awake. You know, it's it's odd. It's become like. You know, you're home away from home. Let's go to the movies and act like home. Yeah, yes, you know, I'd you just know. rather be at home. Exactly. Right. Where I can have my shoes off if I choose to have my shoes off. And I'm not bothering a stranger because I was distracted through that entire movie because dude's feet were over there. <laughs> well, and at least he, didn't, he, left, he left his socks on, though, right? Yes, he left his socks on. Thank God. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it's still so strange and weird because like i said it but, th- but that's how it starts though so pretty soon like i said you know it starts with hey you know what i'm just removing my feet my my shoes how far away from removing the pants are we yeah right like, the murray so, goldberg yeah <laughs> like how long before you're dropping your pants at the door you're dropping your pants at the door like i said well except you got your blanket so you, you yeah. have you have your modesty oh, blanket still so well, yeah you have the blanket so you can cover up your legs you got your boxers <laughs> there you're good yeah, like as weird as and, and kind of as funny as it sounds, I actually see that happening in the foreseeable future. Just because like I said it's it's stair steps, and like yeah, said, it starts with the socks and the shoes, getting all comfy, and then you get the blankets and the pillows. Pretty soon, you know mm-hmm. what? We're just gonna turn into full on beds. Just drop <laughs> drop your pants. You're good to go. Yeah, bring your pajamas. You're good. Uh, there were kids wearing pajamas this morning, but they were kids. <laughs> Were they Pokemon? Pajamas? They were Pokemon. Okay, pajamas, okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's fair. Yeah. Pokemon. That is an interesting week, Larry. Yeah, I thought that was funny. I hadn't told you guys yet, but yeah. All right. So I don't we, know, man. Before we get too started, so do you guys want to hear a, a tale of, of of transportation? Oh yes. yes. So this time, it, this like this time it wasn't uh, public transportation. Uh, this time it was a. Hey, I needed a lift home just because it was like it was pouring down rain. I didn't want to. I didn't want to wait for the bus. Um, so I'm like, you know what? It's, it was it was Friday. Let me let me just take a lift. And so, I kid you not, it is the craziest lift experience I've ever had in my entire life. Um, let's just put it this way. So I'm the dude. I get in the car. The dude asked me a question right off the bat. He's like, it's like, hey, you know, so what side do you fall on? And of course, you know, like, so when you're talking about sides, I'm like, okay, I'm like, is he talking like politics? He's talking about like, you know, like what, like, you know, like orientation, like what, what what's he talking yeah. about? Um, and then, then, I, then I posed the question and this was my mistake. I'm like, what do you mean? Uh Oh, then he, he, he retorts back to me. He's like, He's like, do you think the Federal Reserve is a government institution? What? <laughs> well, it'd be First weird of all, if, how the hell are you supposed to know that that's what he's talking yeah. about? So, it'd be weird if, if, if that's where it stopped at, I'd be fine. But this, this, that, that was just the beginning of, of, of the ride from hell. Um, and so, like, so me sitting in the back seat and like him, it's like, Talk to me multiple times. It's like, so, so what do you, well, what side do you fall on? I'm like, I don't know. I've never really thought about it. I'm like, just so I can get the deflection off of me trying to answer this question because I'm like, I don't know what he wants to hear. I'm like, where do you fall in this situation? <laughs> yeah. So smart. Like, I deflected it back to him. So I'm like, okay, you know, it's smart. And so then he goes into, like, he's like, no, he's like, it's 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 all government conspiracy. I'm like oh, I'm like oh boy. Uh oh. So he starts going into all these crazy conspiracies um, about 
so for example, like the, the craziest one that I heard was the Federal Reserve isn't a government institution, but it's actually ran by spies, and they're responsible for sinking the Titanic. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not the iceberg. No, not the iceberg. The Federal Reserve. But that's not as that's it doesn't stop there. <laughs> so we 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 get on the freeway, and then he starts like talking about you know goes on and on about the Titanic, and then he starts talking about like the most random like racist stuff. I'm so I'm like I'm like no one's gonna believe me about this conversation. So I'm like I wish I could have started recording the conversation back at the Titanic stuff because that stuff was pure gold. So I started recording this conversation. I just I had my phone on the seat to start like just recording this. I'm like, people aren't going to believe this. This guy's certifiably nuts. So he starts going off on all these like like the most racist opinions and thoughts that you could ever like that you could ever imagine. Someone keep it in mind. I'm just sitting here, not engaging him in conversation. He's just spouting all this out. I'm in this guy's car for like 45 minutes. Just because there's the, the rain delay and, and 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 trying to get home of him just like just spouting out like this most random stuff and so and then I'm right at this point in time I'm like trying to like ponder to myself I'm like do I just like like hey dude I'm like I put in the wrong address this is this is this is this, this. I live at this subway I live at the subway right, I'm let like me out. I really want a sandwich right now yeah, closest yeah. intersection please yeah, yeah. or or Mike said do do I do I go home I'm like. So I'm like waiting back to myself. Then he turns on to the the tollway, and so on the tollway here. Once you get on the tollway, I said you're you're stuck on the tollway until you get to your destination, pretty much. Uh, and so I'm like, crap. Okay, so I, evidently he said the the subway is not an option. It's I'm on the tollway, so he's got to drop me off. So he just keeps on going and talking and talking and talking about all this stuff, and I can't even play this. I said I I can't even play the audio um on the podcast just because I said it. it and it has some weird painted stuff on there that I don't want to, I don't want to promote. Um, but it's good. It was just the weirdest experience that I've ever had. And it made me question, do I ever want to actually take a lift ever again? So I bring this back to you guys. Like, have you guys had any crazy Uber lift experiences where they start talking about conspiracies and government takeovers? I can't say I've had one where they're talking about conspiracies, but I have had some pretty bad Uber experiences, mostly with erotic driving and not feeling safe in the oh, car. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait kind of driving? Er, erratic? Did I say yeah, erotic? Yeah, you said I said erotic. erotic. <laughs> uh, as soon as you repeated that back, I'm like, wait, hold on a second. I think I, I I, I'm just curious to see what erotic driving is all about. <laughs> he's, he's taking his clothes off as he's driving. Right? Boner city. <laughs> <laughs> no more of uh just not feeling safe in the car the guy was going like 95 on a 65 and not wanting to listen to me telling him to slow down I'm like hey can you please slow down he's like no it's fine we're gonna keep going i'm like wait hold on a second we're going way too fast here but uh yeah no uh no conspiracy theories though just uh feeling unsafe you'll probably remember my weird uber lift story remember when we were in vegas and we got in and both of the back seats were wet. Oh, yeah. And we yeah, were yeah. trying to figure out if it was pee or water. It was probably pee. <laughs> so no. post post that podcast, but, but post post podcast, uh, just just so that way you guys can get a, a, a peek of this. Audio. I'll play the audio for you guys post podcast. Right. You guys can stick, stick around for a few minutes because it's it's pretty funny. <laughs> we uh, a related topic. We actually got an email at work. Uh, like a week or two ago, um, about warnings for taking an Uber or Lyft. Um, one of the things I had never thought of was make sure that the child's safety locks in the back seat aren't on, right? Because if if you get in the back seat, like you almost always do, if they've like flipped that little switch, you can't get out unless they let you out. So apparently that's a thing. I hadn't heard that one before. That's kind of terrifying. Scary. Yeah, it's terrifying. That's a warning. Like make sure yeah, that means it had to happen to somebody, right, or multiple somebodies. Make sure you can get out of the car when you get in. So, so was wait, wait, wait uh -huh. was was there a prompt to this? Like, it's just out of the blue that you got this. Out of, out of the blue. Yep, just a random email saying, "Hey, by the way, if you're going to take Ubers, be yep. cautious of these things." Yep. Weird, so right? something something happened to yeah something happened to somebody yeah. to where I said it prompted an email. Yeah. 
Oh, stories of Uber. I said, I, <laughs> I said, I wish basically the the community could just come together and just like said catalog and write these stories down because I'm pretty sure, like I said, there's some super super entertaining stories out there. I've actually got a new idea for this erotic driving thing. I think I might need to make my own company. You know, you have Uber, you've got Lyft. Mine is all about the erotic driving experience. Yours is a different kind of Lyft. (laughs) (laughs) Some guys in the chat are interested. You know, I might get some customers. You never know. (laughs) Why do you just think about the guys in the chat? (laughs) Oh, erotic. Uh, If you need a ride, I might be in your area with erotic driving. I think you should. I think uh, Nate started up. Like I said, like I said Uber, Uber and Lyft are in, in so much hot water right now with their drivers. Anyways, I think if you if you start Nate's, you know, erotic driving service, I'll go to you know like Bikini Beans and those yes. other places. of like, you guys need Bottoms a job. Up. Bottoms up or you know uh, Twin Peaks. Yeah, Hooters. Go to, you go know, to those girls be like, hey. How about you make some money driving? You can get tips and you can be erotic uh, at the same time. You can get tips right? and you can get tips. You right. drive around wearing a bikini or lingerie. I think that's a fabulous idea. God. I think you like, just I think you just cracked basically the, the future of transportation, Nate. By by a, a Freudian slip. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, saying erotic instead of erratic. It's it's all fun until the first rape, and then yeah, that's nope. true. That's some serious insurance claims, yep. you know. I said maybe I said maybe you just have like a almost like a cop car then. So like you you have like you know like the little oh, plexiglass yeah. thing, so we, we can be, you can look but you can't touch. <laughs> you got to sign a waiver before you go in. Like you will, yeah, not that, touch. Yeah, there, there's person. there's thing or maybe or maybe like, so like kind of like when you're going if you go to the club, like. You, like I said, you had like they had the driver there, but then you have a bouncer in the in the in the passenger seat oh. in the front. There you go. Then he's, he's like he's go. like no touching, right? Tiny, tiny's yeah. gonna mess you up. Yeah, yeah tiny, uh... tiny's gonna mess you up. <laughs> That's a genius idea. It's just security guard that goes with the driver at all times. All right, yeah. Funko's with Chris. Auto erotico with Nate. That's amazing. <laughs> I have so many different things right now. I actually want to make a logo for this. Yeah, this idea is really, uh, really getting me interested now. It's really getting you excited. I'm really excited <laughs> for the erotica. Oh man, it's like you're in Vegas. You, you know, you're there with your friends. Do you want an Uber? Do you want Lyft? Or do you want auto erotica? Yeah, you could replace the free limo service that yeah, pulls right. up and takes you to the to the strip club, right? It, yeah, you can quarter in on that market. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. don't listen. You don't even have to go to the club. The club comes to you. Yeah. Yes, the club before the club. <laughs> the pre club lap dance on your way <laughs> to getting lap dances. <laughs> you gotta be careful of that pre club. Yeah, he said pre club. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, so what are we talking about this week? <laughs> Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Game oh, of Thrones. yes. A different kind Game of erotic. Thrones. Um. So Tyler Tyler says autoerotica sounds like Fifty Shades of Grey meets Transformers. You don't want a Decepticon. You do- <laughs> <laughs> you'll walk away with some different Cybertron disease that you would want. To be. You know uh, what? Scott's could be mad. He missed this. Seriously, Scott could really be adding this conversation right now. Scott would be all over this conversation. I yeah, said, shout out to Scott. Like I said, yeah. make sure I said. Well, okay, you guys, you guys have a responsibility to make sure Scott listens to the audio version of this, just because, like I said, this right now is gold. <laughs> I'm on it's, it. It should be one of those blooper things, you know, when we maybe yeah. make one of those someday. But it's not you know, a blooper. Like a Patreon exclusive Patreon uh, exclusive. <laughs> where we just talk about Nate's Uber idea. <laughs> Let us know in the chat if you'd pay a dollar a month to listen to that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Un- STS guys unplugged. Yeah, right. I I like the idea. Okay, what well, future episode idea? We just pitch. So we've pitched Star Wars episodes that have different spins. Why don't we just pitch different businesses? Yeah, right. that have different spins. I like it. You guys have done that before. You know that awesome episode where you talk about the different Star Wars shows. 
you know, literally we're, just we're, said that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Nate's, not, Nate's not listening. Yeah. No, I, I am literally listening. just said that. <laughs> just made me think about it again. Oh God. Oh, Nate. Oh boy. All right, Game of Thrones. Game right, of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Thrones of games. The Thrones yes. of games. Bungle the show Jones. that I haven't watched past season one. So this is the part where Larry's just going to sit here fairly quiet for the next 40 minutes. I do want to ask, why haven't you made it past season one, Larry? The dicks. <laughs> no, I, I don't even think I made it that far. Um, I don't know. Like I watched season one. It was fine. And I started season two and I just never, I just never went back to it. Like I, I think I was trying to, so honestly, like I think I was trying to watch it on my phone, small screen. Like I was having a hard time, like following what was going on figuring out which characters, which like who belonged with which family and, and stuff. Like, I don't know. And it just in, you know, one day turns into a hundred days, turns into a couple years and all of a sudden you're way behind. And I just never, I just never felt the urge to go back and now it's almost done. So it's like, eh, whatever. Right. There's how many episodes left? Two, uh, two episodes, yeah. which is a little surprising considering where we've gotten so far in the season, I feel like there's still a lot to tell. No. Um, yeah. So, so let's let's rewind it back from the beginning. And then I said, then I, I want to talk about, like I said, the the very big kind of beginning, and then let's talk about kind of this this, this current season. Uh, just because Nate, I don't know how you feel. Like I said, for me, like I said, there were there's some really big contrasts to the the pacing and the flow of past seasons versus this current season. Um, and, and we'll get into more of that in, in, a, in a second. But, but Larry, to your, to your point, like I said, yeah, it, it's definitely something you have to watch it on a big screen. And, and it's one of those shows where you have to so – it's not like the community or it's not like The Office or it's not like Parks and Rec where you, hey, it's yep. a total background show. You, you could totally have it on. Like it's a show where you literally have to pay attention to every single detail just because – the one detail that you miss, they'll bring up like three seasons later, um, just because it's it plays a part in, in, into the story, which I think is great storytelling. Like I said, I think it's it's oh, yeah. it's great crafting of of these narratives and and kind of tying these different seasons together. And I think kind of what makes the whole kind of series great in the first place is they're not afraid to basically kind of take chances and and kill off the main characters. And I think that's what kind of got people hooked on in the beginning. So I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that, Nate? No, I totally agree with you. Um, you know, that's one thing I've loved about Game of Thrones. To Larry's earlier point, there's a ton of characters. The story is huge. But if you really start to get invested into it, you really get hooked uh, because they flesh out every character so well. And something else that Jeremy said, you'll see something that happens to a character maybe in one season. The next season, it's it's tying into that again. So the world that they've built is just huge. And everything's been about, you know, winter's coming, winter's coming. They haven't really addressed it in prior seasons very much. You know, John's always kind of been the one that's crusading against, like, we need to get the, prepare for this shit. But it's been a lot of, like, the Game of Thrones, like fighting for the Iron Throne and dealing with all the houses. So, uh, you know, it's one of those shows that it's a it's a big investment of time and you really got to be paying attention to what's going on because if you miss something, you might have missed a really important detail. But I absolutely love Game of Thrones. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, they really have done an excellent job on HBO at making this epic show. And it's 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 one of those things like it's it's bigger than Lord of the Rings for me. Like Lord of the Rings was a huge world, but I feel like this is even bigger than that. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, yeah, this, this has uh, multiple seasons. Game of Thrones. I mean, no, this is Game of Thrones. Lord of the Rings was only like three movies. Yeah, they were long movies, right? But the shows had more time to develop those characters and stuff. So yeah, I, right. I get that. Yeah, I actually tried to get my fiance in on it like earlier, and she wasn't really interested. And then it got yeah. more popular. And as around like season four, she's like, okay, I want to watch this. I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. She so didn't we, trust you. She yeah. trusted the rest of the world. Exactly. So then we started all over again. But I'm kind of glad I did because now I feel like an expert in the world and the lore and the different characters. And it's really made me appreciate the future of the show. No, I I, I agree. And I think that the, the, the crafting of these stories it makes you feel invested basically with it makes you choose sides. I said, it, it definitely makes you choose sides and it makes you kind of second guess. Like I said, your, your, your kind of allegiances. 
um, just because I think there there's just vast characterization changes from from season to season. And like so, for example, I'm like I'm, I'm going to pick on one character specifically, Jamie Lannister. So Jamie Lannister like I said from episode one, like I said, you hate that guy. Like I said, he's there, he's banging his sister, he <laughs> he pushes, I said he pushes Bran Stark out the window and cripples him, like, all around jerk, right? But then that character changes over time after after he's captured, you know, his interactions with Lady Brienne, this, that, and the other, like, where you actually end up feeling sorry for the guy, you actually end up liking the guy, because like I said, he seems to turn a corner. Mm-hmm. And then all that's brought back to, like I said, this current season. So... Mm-hmm. I think that's what kind of makes some of the the different stories that are so powerful from from season to season. Um, well, yeah, and he he loves Cersei to a fault. You know, he wants to be a good person, but she keeps bringing him back in to her evilness, and he can't stop but wanting to be loyal to her. You know, he can't stop it. <laughs> can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Hit it, hit it. <laughs> Um, but get to that sister love. Let, let, let's talk about the current season, though. Uh, so, as it, we've we've talked about how, as I said, the, the this show has been, like I said, just a show of epic proportions. Like I said, it plays out like a movie. Like I said, the the different special effects, the the epic battles. Like so, I, I keep like honestly one of my favorite moments of all time throughout this this show. It's actually probably one of my favorite battle scenes ever. Like. I'm talking about like between like Gladiator and and Braveheart and all this other stuff. Like I said, the Battle of the Bastards. Like I said, that yes. the that battle scene was epic. Like I said, it was epic. Mm-hmm. You felt tension. I said you you basically like how was this gonna happen? Like how was this gonna fix between? I said when they were talking about when they're talking between you know Jon Snow and. Uh, uh, I can't think of his name right now. Ram- Ramsey Bolton. Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, who you who you saw on a plane and got stubbed I, by? Yes, that's true. Yeah, uh, I think his first name's Raywin. I can't remember his last name, but yeah, to Jeremy's point, I saw him on a plane once. I'm like, holy shit, it's Ramsey Bolton. I was geeking out. I'm like, hey, can I have your photo? And he's like, no. And he just kind of, <laughs> he just kind of said no and turned and looked away. And I didn't say anything else to him. I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna bother him but he's an asshole on the show and he's an asshole in real life sorry ramsey actor why why are you apologizing if he's an asshole he's an asshole i thought he was kind of a dick yeah like i said (laughs) yeah but i I agree man battle of bastards is one of the best scenes in the entire show and they do battles justice like it reminds me of when I watched Braveheart for the first time, watching those battle scenes were just so epic and there's blood and people are dying and they're getting their heads chopped off and just crazy shits happening the whole time. And the battle of bastards is a good representation of that. And I think I know where Jeremy's going with this because we got another epic battle in this season. And the first thing I'm doing is checking the brightness on my TV. Like, is this, is this broken? I can't really see very well. Dude, like that, I said, that's one of many complaints from from the season. So let's talk about that, though. Like, it kind of felt like a Transformers film, too, with the action, because it was so zoomed in at some points. I'm like, what is happening? Like, who is this? Well, part I think part of the problem is, like I said, it's just... I don't know why. I don't. I said, for, for, for the life of me, I don't know why. And I was reading an article, actually, right before I we, we hopped on the podcast today. So HBO, it's not HBO wanting to cancel this. So the series creators, so uh, DB Weiss and uh, Dave Benoff, um, so they're the ones that are saying, "Hey, we're, hey, we're done. We're we're, we're done. We're not, we're we're not we're not going to do anymore." The, the, so we want this basically whole story arc to be seventy three hours, and it's going to be seventy three hours. Um, and so, because HBO was was fine with letting it go on, um, so this last season just seemed so rushed. And they're cramming basically everything into these like larger than life episodes. So like that episode that you're specifically that you're talking about was an hour and a half, but it was an hour and a half of like you could tell they were cutting so many corners, like mm-hmm. with special effects. Like, hey, you know what? 
let's just go ahead. We'll turn. We're going to turn off the lights. And so that way you can't see or sh- you can't see their city costumes and this, that and the other. Because said you won't be able to see anything. And like to Nate's point, it was so zoomed in. Um, like so, there there were a couple points in the, in in the in the battle. Like so, right when you were getting into it, like we're like, okay, this is going to be epic. Especially when you see the red woman coming back, she you know lights the swords of the the Thraki. I said they all go charging off. Like yeah, okay, this like we're getting started. We're, we're, we're this is going to be an awesome battle scene. And then it just I don't know for me it just fell flat. Mm-hmm. No, I agree, especially for what this battle scene represents. I mean, the entire show every single season winter is coming winter is coming we've had hints and bits and pieces of the white walkers we're getting more of it in season seven season six we're kind of seeing how john's discovering how big of a threat this really is and for people that aren't educated in the show the white walkers is basically the undead marching towards uh civilization they're marching towards where everybody's living the big wall the uh, you know the great wall i can't remember what they call it in the show but it's just the wall the wall um, you know, you got the Night's Watch, which guards the wall, guards the realm of men. In the show, everybody's been threatening, you know, Ned Stark said it, winter is going to come at some point. We got to be ready for it. But everybody's been so concerned about the Iron Throne and fighting for that and all the deception, the politicking and killing of, you know, your favorite characters. But everything has been leading to this one moment. And it was the Battle of the White Walkers. And that's what we got. But I was really surprised they finished all of it in one episode into Jeremy's earlier point. It felt like they were cutting corners the whole time and they didn't really need to do that. I felt like they should have gone into the Cersei thing first, figure out who's on the iron throne and then everybody's united and they face the white walkers and it's like an epic two part battle and you see people die and, you know, even the way that the the Night King died felt like a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it was very, very anticlimactic. Just because from from and and I think they've there's been two parallel stories running from episode from episode one forward. It's you have the battle for the Iron Throne, basically who's going to basically be run the kingdom of Westeros, and then you have the the Great War with the White Walkers. I said both are established in the very very first episode of Game of Thrones, and there's all this speculation. There's all this like, hey, hey where did all these come from? Like I said there's all this setup where you really never got to know basically. Like I said what the motives for the Night King were. Like mm-hmm. there was nothing. There's no explanation. No nothing. It's like, oh, he's dead. Oh, he's dead. We're yep. done. Yeah, Ari just jumps out of nowhere, stabs him. And it's over. And everybody, like the entire army. So the Night King, because I know Larry's probably like, what, what are they talking about? How's the whole army dead after this one? So the Night King, uh, whoever he resurrects, um, you know, they fight for him. And once he dies, everybody dies. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's kind of like this hive mind thing. Like he controls everybody and they all fight for him. So when this guy dies, you know, the entire battle is just over with. Um and, you know, earlier we were talking about the fight scenes. A lot of the times you don't really know what's going on because it's it's they say in the show like, oh, it's dawn. The sun's not, sun's not even up yet. But because of that, you can't really see a lot of what's happening. There's a lot of like these, you know, dead people storming the castle. You kind of see bits and pieces of what's happening. Your favorite characters always seem to be on the edge of death. So you're like, are they going to die or not? And then they'll go away for 15 minutes, come back, and they're exactly where you left them. It's like, how the hell is he still alive? Because he was getting swarmed a second ago. You know, even the dragon fight. I know I'm talking a lot here. But the fight of the dragons, these dragons have been built up the entire show. In the last season, you see Viserion die, who's one of them. The Night King converts Viserion into his own dragon. And you're thinking, like, this is going to be freaking huge because now he has his own dragon. And they have this battle in the sky. Like, he's going to tear shit up now. (laughs) Yeah. And you get to see the, you know, the dragon takes down the wall, which is kind of a scary thing because you're like, damn, that wall fell fast uh, for what it's been built up in the show. And then they have a battle. And by the end of that, the, that episode, that Night King's dragon is dead and gone. It's no longer a thing. Well, and, and I think, too, it's just everything, everything just feels so rushed. Like, mm-hmm. so, like, for example, like, 
there was I think the the mystery of Jon Snow's lineage. I think that's, that's I think that's another thing. Um, like there's been this big build up to basically who really is Jon Snow, and it was I said it all ended up being I said and this was the, the episode prior to that battle was uh, Sam's like oh you're you're, you're actually a Targaryen and that's it. <laughs> Yeah. That's literally how it happens, and then and then it just it just seems so anticlimactic. Like there's this, this whole big buildup into like, like who he really is, this guy, what's his lineage, this that and the other. It was such a woven story. It's like, and then at the end, like how he finds out, oh, you're yeah, you're you're this dude. So I just heard two things that remind me a lot of Star Wars: The Last Jedi, <laughs> right? The Night King dies super easy, kind of like Snoke. Uh, Ray's parents. You thought it was going to be this big thing, and then it's like, oh no, they're nobody, and you just move right on. I'm seeing I'm seeing parallels here, guys. They're- yeah, I mean, uh, it's funny that you say that because you're right. Um, they have these great ideas, but the execution of it is just poorly done. Um, because John's actually like a pivotal character now in the show because of what his lineage really is. He tells, you know, Sam tells him like, hey, you know that girl that you've just had sex with and you're falling in love with yeah she's actually your cousin so uh good luck with that no so so, so I'm, I'm gonna here I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my pitch right now that i could have i, I could have written game of thrones so, so you, this, this is i'm gonna do my 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 pitch of of how john should have found out that he's a targaryen all right all right here he do goes it. so we take we said sam doesn't tell sam doesn't tell john that he's a targaryen right so Erase that from history. We still have the batter, the, the battle of Winterfell. You know when he's like about to face that dragon and he, like, he's got the, the sword up, dude. I wish that dragon would would have flamed him and like said just like burned him. Like, but then then he comes out of it alive. And then he's like he's like what the fuck? Like yes. How, like how the hell did I survive that? And then then that's when the conversation happens with Sam. It's like he's like he's like no. It's like that's like. You I said you actually I said this is where you're from, and that's how he finds out. Not like that's just some. Hey, you're this dude. Yeah. Well, and that's a great point. Um, how did Danny not know that he had some kind of lineage? Because you know these the Tarkarians are like these the dragon people. They have dragon blood in them. So he's able to not only befriend the dragon who doesn't let anybody close to it, but he can also ride the dragon, and it doesn't care that you know they're having this relationship with Danny. I mean, there's all these, these indicators that are saying this guy might be a Targaryen because he's really friendly with these dragons when nobody else has been before. Yeah. So you know? I, I just, I, I think it was just very anticlimactic how we found out. I said, this, the season just feels so rushed. And I, and I said, Nicola in the chat, basically she's, she's basically saying the same thing. She's like, feels it's very rushed. And then no, I, I'm really curious too about what, what the final book is going to be about? I said, which I honestly don't think George R. R. Martin will ever finish the final book. I, th- I honestly think he's going to die before he finishes the book. I mean, it's been a long time coming. Uh, he finished the last there, book. In is the there la- even any point anymore? Does anybody like once the show's done? Does it? Does it matter? I don't think people, I don't think people will care. I don't think yeah. people will care. Um, five, ten years down the road, when Game of Thrones isn't you know, it's just like this old TV show. Yeah, nobody's going to care. Yeah, and unless he's telling something that's wildly different from the show, yeah. it probably won't really interest people. And it Nicola, has to be a lot better too. Yeah, right. Nicola, I, I didn't uh, realize this before, but I guess George R. R. Martin's not going to even watch the final season until he's done writing oh, his book. Oh, you, you, that, that I'm I'm calling bullshit right now <laughs> yeah. on that. Like, I was going to say, how the hell can you not? No, it's because you know what like I said. He's got writer's block right now, and he's like, he's like, oh shit, how do I like how do I finish this? He's like, if only there was some way that I, I could I could have inspiration. So literally, oh. I bet I guarantee you right now he's gonna take literally the same story, change around some of the different characters, just yeah. just slightly in regards to some of the the events that happened, and that's gonna be it. Well, and take everyone's feedback from the internet too, yeah. right? Yes. Like, yeah, exactly. and just make it better. Yeah, what a so way easy. to market. Yeah. yeah, what a way to market yourself. Were you disappointed with the show? Read my book. You're yep. probably going to be a little bit more happy about it. And you're the hero. Is. Yeah. Yeah. I That's like a great it. point. No, and then he's going to be printing the money. Yeah. <laughs> like he needs more of it. Yeah. So, so, Jeremy, I do want to get your point about where we're at in the show now. So we're going to talk about the most recent episode. And it seemed like it was the episode to shit on Danny. You know, 
all this bad stuff keeps happening to her. So she's lost a dragon. She lost Jorah. You know, these are all people that are close to her. Um, now, in the most recent episode, her other dragon gets killed immediately. Like, they're flying through the air. Boom. Cersei shoots two arrows into his, in the dragon, falls in the ocean, dead. Then at the end of the episode, uh, Masandre, am I saying that right? I don't know if I'm saying her name right. But she gets her head chopped off. So, and her entire army basically got wiped out in uh, the previous episode with the Battle of the White Walkers. I feel like they're setting up Cersei to be the Mad Queen, kind of like her father was the Mad King. Like, she's going to go freaking nuts, I think, now. Plus, she thinks John's going to take the throne away from her. She knows that people are loyal to John because she's a foreigner. They don't like her. She doesn't feel welcome. There's all these things that are kind of indicating there's going to be a clash or something's going to happen there. What so, do you think, Jeremy? So I think you're absolutely 100% right. Like, so they're, they're, they're literally painting her, like I said, to basically like, I think she's going to be, I think she's going to snap. I think she's going to snap uh, just because like I said, she, her quest in her mind is that she wants that throne so bad beyond anything else that she's not going to let anything stop her. Mm-hmm. And and I think the the killing of Miss um, Sandri or whatever <laughs> Melisandre <laughs> or whatever whatever yeah is, yeah um, I think and then, especially with her her last words was Dracarys like basically light the bitch up <laughs> like like come <laughs> on like let's just, let's light let's just, you know just wipe them all out um, I I think that it's going to be the actual final battle isn't going to be between Cersei and Danny. It's going to be between John and Danny. And I think John's going to have to take her out. Yeah, I, I do too. And that's sad too, because you, you feel like her character just got robbed because her, ent- the entire show has been, you know, like Jeremy was talking about, she feels like her destiny is beyond the iron throne. She's gone so far. She's overcome so many things. She's become this huge, power now she's got the entire army she's got people that are loyal to her the entire show she's been making her way towards the iron throne and now she's there and it's all just falling apart and it's really kind of sad to watch but i guess it kind of falls in line with game of thrones your favorite characters the ones you really root for end up having the shittiest outcomes and they either die or something horrible happens to them so i feel like we're going that that route with danny they're going to crush our dreams one last time by just ruining her story. No, you know, I, and then, well, I said not before she finishes her Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Starbucks incident. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear about this one, Larry? I did. I like, I saw memes of it. I guess right. Yeah. I saw I saw pictures of of a Starbucks cup. Pretty funny. Like, How the hell does that get into post production? It's you know. I said, I said that's part of it feeling rushed like just sloppy it's just so yeah. sloppy right yeah that's true it does feel rushed because of that so if you guys aren't uh familiar with what we're talking about in the last episode and i actually slowed it down after i had seen it i watched it again and you definitely it's there there's a scene where they're all kind of celebrating about their win and they're in the pub together and all of a sudden it shoots to danny and she's got a starbucks cup in front of her <laughs> <laughs> it does not belong in this show because it's like right in front of her. It's like right in front of her. Yeah, right in front of her. Well, here, let me, yeah, let, let me, I said, keep talking amongst yourselves. Let me pull it up. Uh, just yes. Be, just because yeah. I think it's worth, I think it's worth a look. That seems like something that someone should have noticed <laughs> or multiple someone's right. Like it's a big cast. How did no one notice that? Yeah. And you know, you got to film it. You have to edit it. Then you have to go into post-production before it airs on HBO. So there's at yeah. least five viewings of this episode, at the least, before uh, it goes on. All right. So here, here is the the infamous Starbucks. Like it's oh. just, it's just like chilling. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> obvious, man. Just chilling. It's just yeah, chilling. <laughs> it's funny they spoke up. They're like, "That actually wasn't Starbucks. That was just an herbal tea from our craft brewing area." It's oh, like it doesn't whatever. matter. And I'm sure Starbucks is like, thank you so much. That was oh, some yeah. great free marketing. They need to do some type of commercial about it or something, <laughs> or hire her as a spokeswoman. Like, you got to, you got to capitalize. No, on well, this, so they literally got to play out that that meme because I said that the, the meme that's going around is the 
the hey, I have an order for Daenerys Targaryen, <laughs> first of her name, breaker of chains, and her five hundred billion names that she has. Yeah, that doesn't like that won't fit on the cup. Like I said, it's amazing. That'd be genius if they played up to it. So like yeah, Larry like said, it. they should make commercials about Do it. Do something. Even if it's just like, I've got an order for Daenerys. And then you just try to, like, <laughs> you you do 50 different pronunciations of it since it's such a weird name. Like, yeah. You got to do something, man. And like Nicola said, uh, HBO actually went in. I think this was Wednesday. They went in and digitally removed the cup from the episode so you can't oh. see it anymore. Oh, my. Yeah. Future generations will never fully appreciate the Starbucks. <laughs> It just goes back to Jeremy's point. This feels like a rushed season. They limited it to six episodes for whatever reason. They could have easily had ten uh, for what they're trying to what they're trying to tell. And not catching a cup in post production that just seems like, you know, record it, cut it, get it out there. Let's go, well, guys. Let's like go, so, go, go. Like in like yeah. in like there, and and that that happens. Like so, so for example, like like in Braveheart, there's people wearing like digital watches and stuff like that. Like like there's like. <laughs> They're, they're, stuff like that happens but like i said they have like a big ass cup <laughs> that's just sitting there that no one notices like okay cut everybody like who left their fucking cup here yeah <laughs> somebody had to throw that cup away at the end of the day that guy's probably just like screw those messy people like i'm not telling anybody well it was probably the you know the actress amelia clark who plays yeah. daenerys she probably it was her coffee and she put it up and they they're like cut all right let's go you think Didn't when you picked see. it up at the end of the scene, though, you'd be like, "Was that there oh, the whole time?" Oh shit! Oh, I'm not gonna say they could just they could just Photoshop yeah. that out. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. Yeah. Somebody right. somebody will catch that. Well, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up one more time. Like, just for the fact of, like I said, you 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 also have you're also holding a cup. So why can't you just put whatever beverage you're drinking in the fake cup? <laughs> True. Yeah. So like when you go to the public pool and they say no alcohol, so you just put it in like a plastic thermos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like so, or a sunscreen bottle. Yeah, there's yeah. multiple. There's multiple different options to stick booze in the pool. Yes. So I want to get your uh, opinion on another thing that happened this episode that really rubbed me the wrong way. Um, what did you think about the ghost John interaction? Wait, mean how ghost got ghosted? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh. What the hell is that? Is that like a final send-off? That's all we're gonna see is basically John saying, Hey, take this dog, I don't want it anymore. And then doesn't even give it any affection at all. Yeah, no, no not even a pet. Like no, nothing. Like it's been fought through battles. It's guarded when I said when he when he died. Like he like I said, it's been by his side the entire time, and all of a sudden he's like, Yeah, I don't want this dog anymore. Like, go ahead and you go ahead and go ahead and take it back. Yeah. It <laughs> saved his life at one point. Yeah, ghosts got ghosted. Sad. So they have like these dire wolves in the show. And, you know, every every main character has had one. And most of them have died off. And we finally get to see John interact with his dire wolf. And basically what he says is, yeah, go live with somewhere else. I don't want you anymore. And that's it. Freaking the wolf just looks so sad. It has one wow. ear because I said it got bitten off in the last battle. Like I said, it's it all like cut up. Yeah, it was fighting in the battle and everything. It was like trying to help win and just got the cold shoulder. It was sad. He got ghosted. Yeah. He got ghosted. <laughs> just keep saying it, Jamie. He got ghosted. <laughs> he got ghosted. He got Oh, now I ghosted. see you're connecting him. Yeah. Oh, I get it. <laughs> there you go. Oh, jeez. Punny. Very punny. Um Now, I I there with with two episodes left, like I said I I'm anxious to see how how it's going to end. But at the same point in time, I'm like, it just, this season, like, it, it's, it, it, it's not leaving me with that cliffhanger every single episode. It's it's making me like, like, really? Like, that's, that's the, like I said, you made me, well, one, they delayed the season a whole year. So, like I said, so it, the last season came out almost two years ago. Um, so, you, you delayed this whole season a year, and... I only get six episodes, and and this is what you give me. It just seems, like I said, very anticlimactic, very sloppy, very messy, and it seems like you know what? Hey, we're we're just done. We're gonna wrap it up and and be and be done with it. Yeah, 
I agree. It just seems like they're trying to force it to a close. And even the first two episodes were basically just hanging out and characters getting to interact that haven't seen each other in a while, which is a cool fan treat. But you oh. start thinking to yourself, like, okay, we got six episodes and we just wasted two on these people just hanging out together. All right. Speaking of, like I said, one of those episodes, uh, another fun fact of of uh, of uh, Game of Thrones is so a specific scene uh, caused a Google search to spike by 10,000%. Ooh, do I know what it is? Do you know what it is? How old is that one girl? Yep. How old yeah. is Maisie Williams? <laughs> yeah. Oh, See, I even knew what it was. <laughs> because Maisie Williams, a.k.a. Arya Stark, she went to Pound Town. She gets it on this season. She gets it on. And and what but she, she looks like she's like 12 right what the, the well it, it, and that's the thing she's 22 um but here's the thing she started the show when she was 11 oh, so wow. she's been on the show since she's since, since she's 11 and she she really doesn't look too different no it's crazy yeah yeah i'm surprised she's 22 because she looks very young still yeah but then she yeah she I guess well, I was reading, uh, I was watching, uh, and I think it was like a Conan O'Brien interview or a Jimmy Kimmel interview or something like that. One, one of the late night interviews with her. And she was talking about the scene where she didn't actually even read it. Uh, someone actually told her about like, oh yeah, you know, guess what? You finally get to take off your clothes and, and go to pound town with, you know, Gendry. <laughs> um, and she's like, come on. No, no, I don't. And she, she reads the script. She's like, oh my God. Yeah, I do. And, the most embarrassing thing with her was, like I said, she watched the episode with her parents, basically, why she's basically going to pound down on uh, uh, on Gendry. Oh, no. It Then that scene just seemed kind of out of character, really, to be honest, because Arya, you know, from what they built her up, she's like a kind of a lone wolf. She doesn't care really about relationships. She doesn't care about any of that stuff. She just cares about training getting better at fighting and then killing the people that are on her list. And then all of a sudden she's like, all right, I might die here. Let's go ahead and try it out. No. Well, and, and I think that's, I think that's my thing. It's just, I think uh, I, I, I hope that there's, that there's a lot of things they put in there. I think honestly for fan service, I think literally like I said, like, Hey, can we shock the fans? This is the fan, something the fans wanted to see. Can we shock them and, and, and actually do it? And I honestly think that's the reason why that was in there. Not for anything else. Because literally, it serves no other purpose. Because mm-hmm. we, we literally learn about basically the developing relationship between her and Gendry, literally in, in, in two episodes. And yep. that's it. So Well, and it's it's snuffed out at the end of eight. Because yeah. she's, you know, Gendry's basically like, hey, will you marry me? And she's like, no, that's not my thing at all. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, <laughs> she, she, she's like, eh, he didn't work wonders for me. Yeah, no. I'm going to no. go try Nate's car service, Auto Erotica. <laughs> I've heard of this thing called Auto Erotica. I'm going to see if I can get some more money there. It's all about yeah. the Auto Erotica. <laughs> so, any predictions for the next two episodes? Um, I think Cersei's going to. No, not Cersei. I think Danny's going to go nuts and maybe kill Cersei in the process or at least try some kamikaze style move with her dragon and taking out a bunch of people i don't know you can see her at the end of that episode she's like just like fuming she wants to kill someone and she's where's my starbucks cup yeah somebody said i'd have starbucks yeah pretty much give me my double mocha I, I don't know. I think it's uh, they left the episode focusing on her. I think they're going to open the episode as a resolution of what will happen to Danny. Larry, like I said I know you 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 have like I said you haven't been watching the show, but you are the master craft uh, of uh, of storytelling and and how shows should end. Larry, what is your take on how this should end? Oh, I'm actually really curious to. Hear That's this. what I'm saying. <laughs> Come on, Larry. You crack, always have great ideas. Crack about crack of somebody on the spot yeah. who barely knows characters, like that one girl. Apparently, her name's Arya or something like that. Um, so, all right. So, here's what I know about Game of Thrones, right? You got Jon Snow. You got Daenerys. They seem like they're the two main characters. I don't know who else is alive. That Lannister guy who's going to be at Phoenix Comic. 
fusion maybe we expand fusion that dude's still alive i think but like i feel like john stone and daenerys are the main characters so they too like have to do something big about they should probably get married even though they're cousins that's what i'm going with and then they fly off on a dragon and it just fades to black nice so basically I- it's a it's a well did you guys did you guys ever watch uh Arrested development not really so George Michael was always infatuated with his cousin. So basically, I, I think basically they fade off into sunset and then it basically fades into Arrested Development because with some cousin loving. Same universe. That's neat. I think that's what everybody wants to see is John and Danny just coming to terms with it. You know, John's the king. Danny's his queen. They have a kid. Everybody's happy. They have all these dragons together. That you're would doing, be awesome. You're doing fan service. Maybe that's gonna happen. No, yeah. I, I, I. So th- this is how I want it to go down. I want everyone just to be freaking wiped out. Just kill everyone. Like all the main characters. You know what? Just one fail swoop. Boom. They're all gone. Basically, then hey, you know what? All the people realize like, hey, you know what? Why do we need kings and queens? We can just run ourselves. Right. And that's where democracy is born. Right. Then George Washington steps (laughs) up and crosses the Delaware. Exactly. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Leads right into modern civilization. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. I I just, I I don't know. Like I said, I I was kind of being like joking there, but at the same point in time, I wasn't. I I literally want, I would never want to die. Like I kind of I like it, and then then like they show some kids or something, right? And yeah. then it's like starting over. Yeah, right. It's just a hard reset. Yeah, it's a hard reset, and, yeah. and basically maybe it's a it's a mom or or, or, or a dad reading the story. Sure. Uh, hey, this yeah. is this is hey, you don't want to be like this, otherwise you're gonna turn out like this. And it basically yeah. it turns. They like said it fades into that, and then but everyone's dead. Yeah, and I, I'm kind of surprised uh, there aren't more characters, main characters, dead already. Because we know it's the end of the show, but there's still quite a lot of people alive. So well, we're gonna have to do a whole lot of killing. Yeah. Well, didn't uh, like people were doing like March Madness style brackets for yeah. uh, who is gonna die, right? Does that mean not that many people have died no, already? No. Yeah. No. The season they, at least. They yeah. were doing Deadpool's. Oh. 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 Uh-huh. I get it. <laughs> there's been a lot of outlier characters. Maybe some more major ones. The last time, like Jorah you know, Theon, but even those guys aren't the big dogs of the show, like the big, you know, names in the show. We still have Sansa. We still have John. We still have Danny. We still have Cersei, the mountain, the hound. I mean, there's a ton of people that are still alive. So I think episode five, we're probably going to see quite a few deaths. Um, I think a lot of people are going to die in episode five. So I think, I I think you're right. I think a lot of people are going to die and, I don't know. I, I I just think I think there's it's, it's I hope they redeem themselves in these last few episodes. I, I'm not holding up much hope, but I'm hoping to do. Plus, like I said, I want to see Clegane Bull. Like I said, I did, yes. I, 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 I want to see the Mountain take on the Hound. If we don't get that, if that is a like, if we don't get that mistake. Yeah, like I said, if we don't get that, that's that's, that's so freaking stupid. Because we haven't even seen this new Mountain like unleash. You know, he's been so tamed, like. You know, we've seen like bits and pieces of what he could be, but the mountain to begin with was, you know, he crushed a guy's head with his bare hands. And now we have this poisonous, like undead, the mountain. I want to see him unleashed in his full potential. I feel like he's going to kill a lot of people and then the hound's going to have to try to fight him and they're going to kill each other. Well, I just can't wait to, like I said, finally have some of these characters over. No, like Jorah Mormont, I said, his his actor voice is way more is way better than his real voice. Have you have you, have you heard have you heard the real the guy who plays Jorah Mormont? Uh, I think his name is uh, uh, Ian Glenn. No. So imagine if you had a British guy and a surfer dude from California, and you merge those two personalities together. That's what the guy sounds like in real life. That is surprising for how thick his accent sounds on the show. And he was in uh, 
randomly, he was in Laura Croft, the first Laura Croft movie with Angelina Jolie. He was like the Bane baddie in that, which I didn't realize until it was on TV randomly. And yeah, his voice did sound different, I will say. Uh, it's 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 really it's really crazy here. Let me let me see if I can play a little snippet. Good runnings with any of the fans. Um, this has been the odd, slightly strange. Right? I was walking through an airport in Germany, and um, that is, yeah, I was just sort of like you can sense people's physicality, and I thought, oh, no, this, this elderly. Well, she wasn't. So it's a bit rude. She was like a sixty-year-old woman. I could feel a frisson that she recognised me, and I sort of kept my head down and carried on. And on the way back, I just sort of got coffee and was heading back. And she was American. She said, "Excuse me." I said, "Yes." She said, um, "Are you being Glenn?" And I said, "Yes, I am." She said, "Would you do me a favor?" I said, uh, "Sure." Can you just look at me and say Khaleesi? And I said, "Sure, yeah, Khaleesi." And she, oh, so thank you so much. So that's that's kind of weird. Um, but. But it's like you said, he sounds so different in real life than he compared wow. to the show. Yeah, that's a lot different than I was expecting. Well, and that wasn't even the video I was trying to find. The video I was trying to find is basically where he's like playing the ukulele. Like, it's 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 pretty epic. And honestly, like I said, I'm hoping we get to do this at Comic Con. I'm hoping we get to uh, to have some uh, some uh, ad hockey interview type stuff because that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah, oh, that would be great. That would be cool. Stay tuned to the SDS Guys YouTube channel for some awesome San Diego Comic-Con coverage, including possibly, maybe, celebrity interviews. What? That sounds amazing. You know what else you can do? What else can you do, Larry? You can go over to Instagram and follow us at SDS Guys. And then you can go over to Twitter and follow us at SDS Guys. And we are on the Facebook at the SDS Guys. And I am Larry from the SDS Guys. Chilling like a villain. Chilling like a villain. I was just checking out ShoeMeStore.com. And there are four pages of Game of Thrones things. So... If you oh, go to shoebystore.com, you can get your Jon Snow Pops. You can get your Daenerys Pops. You can get the Night King. You can get Lord Varys, whoever he is. You can get Yara Greyjoy. You can get all your Game of Thrones Pops. And if you enter code STS, guys, you're going to save 10, 10, 10%. Whoa. Have your Game of Thrones Pops to watch the rest of the season with and save money in the process. That yep. sounds and- amazing. And Shumi's got the mint box guarantee, so you don't got to worry about those pops getting damaged because Shumi's going to go through and individually check every single one. He's going to slip it into a super awesome pop protector, and then he's going to ship it off to you, and you're going to enter that code STSGUYS at ShumiStore.com, and you're going to save that 10%. I kid you not, though. I said, all jokes aside, his I said his pop protectors are the best pop protectors yeah. I, I've ever seen. Did you? I know you pre-ordered yours. Did, did they show up? Uh, they haven't showed up yet, uh, just because. Like I said, technically, I have that on, on another pre-order because I pre-ordered oh. that because uh, I pre-ordered that Bulbasaur. Yeah, I okay. that Bulbasaur yet. So, yeah. Well, I got mine. <laughs> I ordered mine on like Friday, and I got them on Monday. Oh, awesome! So fast, like two hours late, like two hours after I placed the order. Uh, I got a shoot me notification in my email saying my order had shipped. Yeah, like uh, it couldn't have been any faster. And I know exactly what you ordered those for. Yeah, Comic-Con. Comic-Con. <laughs> Just in case, yeah. Plus, it couldn't hurt. Like, 50 protectors. I've got I've got a lot of pops that aren't in protectors. It's hard to throw down. Like, they're like, what, about a buck a piece? Yeah. Chipped. It's, it's hard to throw down 50 bucks, like, at a time, sometimes on supplies. But uh, sometimes you got to you gotta treat yourself and, and <laughs> take care of your collection, right? Take well, care yeah. of these because, pops. That, because there's some stuff that they just... Like sneaks up on you with a like kind of like surprise value, like mm-hmm, that. Yeah. Like that's like I don't know why I said I don't know why this one specifically. I said I'm not even a fan of this pop, um, but it's gone crazy value lately. Uh, it's the Tony Stark with holding the helmet from mm. San Diego Comic Con. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, one. that's that. Do you know that's a sixty five dollar pop now? <laughs> no, well, I, I mean it's probably because he died off, right? I mean he's gonna yeah, be. Probably. 
It's going to be sought but, after. But, but mm. there's multiple different Tony Stark. It's just that one. It's, it's, there's it's, a lot of Tony Stark. There's a lot pops. of Tony Stark pop. Yeah, that, that one shot up to like 65 bucks. Wow. It's weird. It is really weird. But you know what? It went in a shoey protector. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys have some valuable stuff. So I think it, it behooves you to protect your collection. Because if you look at it, just anything that they have, and I know Larry's got a ton of autograph stuff. Jeremy's got some stuff that's autographed. You got a lot of exclusive. You got a lot of really valuable things, things you got at fun days. I mean, if, if you're an average collector, you, you've got to protect your collection because you never know when that value is going to shoot up. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, for episode 83 of the STS guys, I've been Jeremy. Hey, hey, it's Larry. Hey, guys, it's been Nate. And I'm Jeremy. Filling in for <laughs> Scott. Scott. Sick. Scott's, Scott's out, out sick. sick. So, and it said, where you will hear the audio, you will hear the audio here uh, on the audio version of the Scott's mm-hmm. Out Sick song. So, hope you enjoy. <laughs> Bye. Bye. podcast guys sts podcast guys sts podcast guys jeremy leo larry and nate scott's out sick jeremy leo larry and nate scott's out sick jeremy leo larry and nate scott's out sick sts podcast sts podcast Guys, STS Podcast. Guys, STS Podcast. Guys!